Good morning, my friends. For for those joining us for the very first time, I, I just want to share with you that I'm a little bit sad. A little bit. Maybe a lot. I don't know. Like when I when I love something, I really love something. I love Stephen Covey, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And honestly, I've read it many times, but it's the first time, and this is why the podcast is important, okay? I'm Maria Mariano, 40 years and actually, I'm, I'm doing my 40th year. Yesterday, I re realized with Marie-Pierre, I'm in my 39th year. Next, stop laughing. Next February, I'm closing off my 40th year. Because <laughs> yesterday at, at summit, they didn't recognize me for 40 years. So I said, hmm. So Marie-Pierre, my astronaut, she says, no, Maria, you're in your 39th year. Oh, okay. So after all these years... And even if I have done this book many times, this is the privilege of the podcast for me, okay? And I hope it is for you. It is so different the way I absorb this book because I'm doing it with you guys, you see? The intentionality behind every segment or every chapter, never, never did we read a chapter and give a chapter, but every, every segment we read and that I had to bring it to you. And more importantly, we had to discuss it with Melanie and Marie-Pierre. Like there was always also, also reading it, then there was the discussion, and then it, there was the, the part of how are we going to deliver it and then delivering it has given a whole new level of power to me doing this book. And, and, and I hope that when you're with us on this podcast that you realize with me how powerful this podcast is. And remember yesterday when Marie-Pierre or Melanie Miller said, I don't even remember who said, how important it is to read books. Like, honestly, is it an extraordinary way to follow a podcast, The Millionaire of the Diamonds, and you've got three books going in the same week? So you're not just doing one subject, but three subjects. And as of next week, yes, guys, emotional intelligence. And let me tell you, nobody makes it to the top without emotional intelligence. So I'm really excited to dive in the, in the next book. But let's close off this one with, with a, a, a warm heart. This close of today is absolutely magnificent for me. And I'm hoping to transmit it to you the way I feel it as Maria that's been married for 35 years. I have three children, 26, 28, and 30, an incredible business, an incredible family, you know, brothers, sisters, in-laws, extraordinary. So this is what I'm taking away from this last segment, becoming a transition person. Oh, 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 oh. okay. 
So let me, let me stick to my notes, right? A transition person is one who breaks the flow of bad. This is what a transition person is. It's somebody who's going to choose to say, the puck stops here. What does it mean? The negative traditions, the harmful practices that get passed from generation to generation, from situation to situation, uh, whether in a family, a workplace, or a community, or whatever. We're talking about drugs. We're talking about uh, drugs that you buy off the streets as counter drugs, prescription drugs. Drugs are drugs, right? Alcohol, abuse, you know, mental abuse, physical abuse, poverty, living paycheck to paycheck, staying at jobs we don't like because, you know, from generation to generation, you find out yourself a good job and you stick to it. You become a lawyer because it's good, not because you love it, like stuff like that, right? Negativity, talking about other people, blaming others, being victims, putting other people down, allowing other people to put you down. And I could go on and on and on and on and on and on, okay? You choose to say today, the puck stops here. Now, if you can identify any of this, of what I just said, you know, the poverty mindset. Remember, the list can go on and on and on. If you can identify something, many things, I need you to say today with this podcast, the puck stops here. I want us to stop transferring these scripts to the next generation. And a lot of you are on my multi-level marketing uh, organization, and I need your help. I need your help. I need your help by using things like our VIP groups in private to stop, you know, the, the generational curse of poverty simply by helping people, you know, taking control of their kitchens or whatever. So we're talking about being proactive. We're talking about rewriting our scripts. We're talking about the end in mind, clarity. We're talking about putting first things first. Marie-Pierre is going to cover all of this for you. This is why habits one, two, and three are so essential to this close of this segment. This is where, this is where we give wings to others, such as our family, our community, our business, because we are proactive, because we have the clarity of the results we want in the end. And then we're able each day to work on what matters today. I'm not going to wait until I fall sick, you know, to lose weight. I'm going to start right now. Now, I'm not talking about becoming a model. I'm talking about like my sister. I'm, I'm harping at her right now, right? Talking about my sister where she's at a point where her joints hurt. She can't walk. Her knees hurt. It's got to stop. You know, you've got to take care of that. So, just to give you a little bit of examples, then I'm going to leave it to Melanie, my doctor, to really put it in context, context in a more profound way. But I was sharing with Melanie yesterday. You know what? When I got married, when I took the decision to get married, the reason it worked coming from two different worlds, this huge gap. Remember yesterday we talked about the gap. You got to close in the gap. You got to close in the gap. The huge gap between Muslim and Catholic. Don't forget, I'm Italian, born Italian. The most Catholic imaginable village, you know, where every month there's a statue being walked in the village, right? And Mohammed from this incredibly Muslim family, two wives in the same home, one of them being his mother. I mean, there's a huge gap. 
And I realized that the reason it worked, I mean, successful marriages are complicated enough, not, not alone with this huge gap, is because my end in mind was clear. But I wouldn't have phrased it like that 35 years ago. I'm phrasing it like that to you today, thanks to Stephen Covey. Like in my head, I was going to close that gap between Italians and Arabs. This is how it was in my head. And I was going to write a book, How to Love Each Other Instead of Going to War. And today, Mohammed is the family consultant. When my uncle Gino has to take a decision, he always runs it by my husband. When my father needs to take a decision, he always runs it by my father. And I realized, Melanie, that gap, in, at my level at least, has been closed. Okay. And then I look at when I chose to do my multi-level marketing business. Like for me, that end in mind was women emancipation, giving financial freedom to women. Because I knew that if women would have financial freedom, they would have more choices. And if they had more choices, they would have more confidence. You see, today it has evolved, but that's, that's what drove me with all the no's and all the failures in this business that I got in the first and still continue to get, but I don't see the failures anymore. But when you're young and you're 18, I mean, it's enough to make you quit. When it came to my children, like, guys, I'm not maternal. Any of you that know me, I am not maternal. I am not, oh, I come back from holidays. I don't go, hey, guys, I missed you. No, that's not me. Maybe the dogs, yes, but that's not me. But I am an amazing mom, okay? Those kids can't get enough of me. I'm and Nadia and Yasmin. I'm fun to be around, but my end in mind by having children was to have children that would be world leaders, that would be people that would empower the world. Melanie's tired this morning. I hear her yawning in my microphone. <laughs> I love it. And in my business, in my multi-level marketing business, for me, the end in mind was very clear. Number one in the world by helping every Canadian home regain control. And I'm looking at this and I say, you know what, Maria? Being a transition, transition person is at many levels. You don't have to stop at one. It's many, many levels. But to dive deeper, in, in the words of Dr. Melanie Miller, I'll let her take it away. Thank you, Mel. And I'm sorry for that yawn this morning, but <laughs> I got myself up a little bit earlier still because I wanted to uh, make sure that I was prepared to talk to you this morning because it's such an important subject. And, uh, you know, when we were reading the section yesterday, uh, some names of people, of course, popped into my head. Covey says that in giving wings to our children, we can change the negative scripting that we grew up with and be the wings of change. He describes that if there's a tendency... and it could stop with you. And I wonder when Maria was talking about that, what was going through your mind? What are those tendencies for us? But it shouldn't stop at a family. I mean, some people jump into our heads when we think about nations. Who would jump into your mind as people who have been transition people to change a whole national, even international tendency 
or maybe we could say prejudice. Covey, uh, and that is how uh, Covey talks to us. My mind immediately jumped to people like Martin Luther King and Nelson Mandela, who were clear in their vision of what they wanted to do and were willing to be imprisoned and even die for that cause. They could see the change that they wanted to champion. It was a in uh, one of his famous speeches, the promised land was where you did not have to march for your dignity. It was where you did not have to sing for your freedom. It was where there was no need for speeches to verify your humanity. The promised land was that sacred place where all of God's children would stand as, stand as equals on level, fertile ground. And that was part of, of one of his famous speeches. Nelson Mandela continued to work with the whites of South Africa, even though they were continuing to, to work behind his back to uh, ruin his plans, to imprison him for 27 years. He knew that what he wanted to achieve, and even when he was let down again and again, he continued to offer the whites the opportunity to work with them, not against them, always looking for that third alternative. And, you know, Mandela talks in his book about um, a me. Congress had. They were now working in peace. Of the fact that he had the last word in a parliament talk and based abuse and Melanie we keep losing you in the podcast check your um, your speaker that's on the table face upwards let us work together openly let there be no secret agendas let him not persuade us to be the last speaker because he wants to abuse that privilege and attack us in the hope that we won't respond. I am prepared to work with him despite all his mistakes. So he never lost, left, lost sight of what he really wanted to achieve. But there's another person that sprang to my mind and maybe wouldn't spring to yours because none of you are English, but I know the same thing was happening in North America. There was a lady called Emmeline Pankhurst. And I am so grateful to this lady because if it hadn't been... Hylas. Nineteen twenty. Yes. All over the world. And 
Um, she, uh, one of the speeches that she gave was this, and I love this. We have to free half of the human race, the women, so that they can help to free the other half. We are here not because we are lawbreakers. We are here in our efforts to become lawmakers. And for me, that's sort of a pit of... lives body has and it's having the so that Pierre um, so that's it. And I'm sad that the book is. <laughs> Thank you, Melanie. So, yes, yeah, so just before I start, I want to make sure that everyone shared a podcast this morning. So if you haven't shared, that's the time to do it. If you are on Podbean, it gives you heart. So you have more chance at the end of the month for the uh, draw of the conditioning program. And on Facebook, always share with a uh, comment before so people will know why they should listen to the podcast this morning. And I really love that book. And I, <laughs> I know that we will love the next one too. <laughs> So we won't be sad to finish it today. <laughs> so yes, let's start with uh, being that transition person that we want. So I have some questions for you. So be ready to go right in the comment. And of course, I will ask Maria and Melanie to answer those questions too. So it's really three questions, simple, simple. So first question is who has been a transition? transition person for you personally so who was that person mel you go first maria <laughs> <laughs> i was expecting that answer you caught me off guard okay for me it was amy schmaltz and i i i remember when we were in new york one of the trips we had earned I, my god i was like 20 years old and it my, it was, she was my transition person, Marie-Pierre, when it came to money. See, don't forget, I come from a home, Dorothy, like you, where poverty and the mentality is, even if you make money, you have to rub that nickel till it turns into $5, like always hoarding the money, right? And here I am with Amy, who's an immigrant from Germany, from, from Germany, that's right. And here she is at Hermes Boutique. And she couldn't make a decision on which scarf to buy. Like the scarves were, I don't know, back in the days, $200 each, probably today, $2,000 each. So she just decided to take all 10 of them. That was a pivoting moment in my life. That's where I realized that money has no value. It's a value you give it. It was a huge, she was the beginning of something great. 
And I, I should explain myself. Maria, um, it was a transition person for me because I, I know I'm intelligent. Nobody needs to tell me that. But what Maria did was take me from being an intelligent, insecure person to an intelligent, secure person and being able to reach out to others to help them achieve things that they want to achieve. Oh, I love it. <laughs> So you answer the next question at the same time. That is, what is the effect or influence that this person have on you? I think we had a little bit of the answer. And I love that um, on Facebook, Linda, she writes that it was her mom. And when I read that, I think uh, Maria, your mom too, just because she decided to immigrate to Canada. She was the, uh, a transition person for her family, absolutely. So the third question is, identify a specific situation in which you could become the, a transi transition person. So consider your circle of influence at work, in your personal life, in your family, and in your community. So what is that specific situation that you could become a transition person? Do I answer? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, in my, so in my family, definitely closing the gap that I know I was a transition person there. But more importantly, let me give you another example between Mohammed, Muslim and Catholic. But I'll give you another example. When my mom passed away in 95, my dad remarried to a French Canadian. My, because there's 12 years difference with my brother. And I'm 28, so minus 12, you know, you do the maths. If I was going to do the maths, Melanie, now it's like, oh, I'm going to get lost. <laughs> and my, with my sister, there's six years difference. And unfortunately, they did not accept my, my, my father's new wife. I decided to be the transition person and make sure that I defended her every time they criticized her. And today they are celebrating 25 years being married. And let me tell you, there's no one that would have done for my dad what this woman did. So I said, thank God. You see, this is what, when you choose to be a transition person, that's what happens. My father's been happy for 25 years and not fighting with his children for 25 years. I guess uh, for me, uh, I, I am a transition person um, with... Melanie keeps getting cut Asta, off. Eh? And, and, uh, and to be able to, uh, what do I mean? Like, I want people to understand microwave cooking. I know that sounds ridiculous, but it, it, it's a no. possible thing. Like, there are so many people that are anti microwave cooking, but having um, studied it, having understood it, I believe that with the science that I have, I'm in a really good position to be able to explain to people why it's safe, why they can trust it, why it's going to, to be a, um, a good thing for them because it really will be safer in their home when they have kids and they're cooking. It really will be uh, an, an opportunity for people to save time and um, and even to save on the washing up because it's so much easier to wash up. So for me, I believe I'm a transition person towards microwave cooking. 
Oh, I love it. <laughs> Thank you, Melanie. And we have a lot of beautiful comments on the Facebook Live this morning. I really love. Uh, we have Betsy right in my family. I transition how we show each other love by words. This was brought to my attention by my eldest sister. I really love it. And we have uh, Raluca. She writes, Maria was a transition person for me too as the example of her family couple and the conditioning we are doing together helped me get the courage to engage again in a relationship after many years of being disappointed with the previous one. I really love it. Thank you, Raluca. It's really fun to read the, uh, your comments. So thank you for being so generous in the comment this morning. I really love it, that subject. So if you want to become a transgender transition person <laughs> in your entourage what you need is to develop the ability to listen to the authentic voice that comes from deeper within rather than just from the normal little voice we hear chattering away all the time so our little voice is very good at convincing us to ignore the authentic voice telling us that we will cause trouble or look bad if we listen to our authentic voice And transition people will experience a deep desire, stand up to and be a positive example to others in their family, peer group, workplace, or other community groups. Something within them say enough of this. There is better, more productive, more fulfilling way to live life. Often it's not obvious to them where this desire comes from and how it has evolved. So how we can become this transition person We go back to the first three habits of the book. So it's really like that, that we can be that person. So first, to be proactive. So we are in charge. We choose the script by which to live our life. We use this self-awareness to be proactive and take responsibility for your choice. Number two was begin with the end in mind. So start with a clear destination in mind. And like Cover says, we can use our imag imagination to develop a vision of what we want to become and use our conscience to decide what value will guide us. And habit number three was put first thing first. So in order to manage ourselves effectively, we must put first thing first. We must have the uh, discipline to prioritize our day-to-day -day action based on what is more important, not what is most urgent. That means living in quadrant number two. So if you just joined the podcast, maybe you don't understand that <laughs> expression of living in quadrant number two. So I invite you to go back in the last podcast to go uh, listen to those about the time management and quadrant number two, because it's something so important So in order to focus our time in quadrant number two, we have to learn to say no to other activities, sometimes ones that seem urgent, and we also need to be able to delegate effectively. So really, it's those three first habits of the book that bring us to develop ourselves um, in interior, uh, <laughs> in the self. <laughs> And to be that transition person that we want to be, just like Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world. <laughs> so that's how we can summarize that uh, subject of today, I think. 
<laughs> oh, God, I love you guys. And thank you, Melanie. Thank you, Marie-Pierre. And I want to thank everybody on Podbeam uh, by being so generous and saying good morning and welcome to the new people that are joining Podbeam. Like, I appreciate it, Matthew, uh, Isabel, Lise, everybody, your, your warm welcomes, because we are a community. And sometimes when people join us for the first time, they're a little bit uncomfortable, a little bit insecure, not quite sure. So thank you, guys. And thank you, everybody, on Facebook. Like, the comments this morning, amazing. Thank you, Marie-Pierre. Brilliant, brilliant questions. So for the close, what I want to say for you today, okay, Transition persons transcend their own needs. When you choose to be that person to create change, to, stay, to say this is where the puck stops, you have to understand, oh, I'm talking to myself, I'm talking to myself, Marie, you have to understand it goes over and beyond your personal needs. Because my, my personal needs right now, being financially free, I could be retired. I could be having my, my butt in the sand anywhere in the world. This is me. But it goes beyond my personal need. There, there, there's a mission I'm on. So it transcends their own needs and taps into the deepest, most noble impulses of human nature. And I, I, I can say for myself... I know I am that type of person. I know I'm here to make this world a better place because I was here. And I need you to know you can do the same, okay? I, I, you know, in times of darkness, I want to be the light. I don't want to judge. And I want to ask you the same thing. In times of darkness, choose to be the light. Don't judge people. Choose to model and not criticize others. You know, choose to be uh, um, active. Choose to be those people that actively create change. And I think the word is a, a, a catalyst, Melanie Miller, to be a, a, a change catalyst. I'm trying to use fancy English words like for me. I'm hoping I'm at least putting it in the right context and not victims, okay? To be healers and not carriers of sick minds. Today's world needs you to be a transition person. You want to have a reason to jump out of bed early, early, early in the morning, go to bed late, late, late at night and ignore fatigue. That's going to happen when you choose to be a transition person. I need you to trust yourself to become one of the best and watch your influence grow, especially for you in my MLM. I want to talk to you about the power of your, your, of your VIP groups. I want to talk to you about the power of increasing them to be a catalyst of change, to be that transition person, like Melanie said, you know, removing fears, bringing back people to home cooking, like whatever you choose to do, that's the power of your VIP growth. I want you to see it at 10,000. I want you to see it at 100,000. And I want you to see it at a million followers where you are being that transition person. Okay, help others to create lives that are effective and peaceful because you are in their lives. It's a choice today I want you to make. And for those in multi-level marketing, I'm telling you right now, I said to Jean-Philippe and Sabrina, it is such a privilege for me to be in a multi-level marketing business where I can sincerely, Melanie, right? Marie-Pierre, 
learn this material and infuse it into others because I don't think a regular nine to five job is going to allow me the same leverage that multi-level marketing business would allow us. You know, it's definitely a personal growth program with a paycheck. So I'm hoping today you're going to walk away and say, I choose to be a transition person and watch your energy, watch your energy grow, watch your influence grow and watch your happiness elevate to a whole other level that you would could not even have imagined. I love you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We've closed Stephen Covey. If you don't have the book next week, it's emotional intelligence. Marie Pierre is going to put it in the group. Inspirational, the millionaires up the diamonds, go buy it. If you can get your hands on it, if not, just follow us with a pen and paper intentionality. Bye-bye everyone. Have a wonderful weekend. Thank <laughs> you.